The Rosillo Show podcast brought to you by JCPenney. Guys, at JCPenney, you can find all the great looks, whether you're in the office or on the go. Raise your game with Collection by Michael Strahan or relax and look good on the weekend with MSX by Michael Strahan. Exclusively at JCPenney. JCPenney, style and value for all. Hey, let's do this. Early, early taping for me out here on the West Coast. Saruti's back there. Are we going to get Saruti's Magic Minute in today? Mo Bamba hitting threes. Let's go. Not a, great, good. not a great shooting performance, but if he's hitting some threes, like I'm starting to get a little excited. Although, he, I guess he and MB were talking trash last night. Well, it was mostly MB was talking trash on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Was it MB's fault? No, because like I think Mo posted a picture of like him trying to kind of dunk on Embiid, and I think Embiid said actually I blocked your shot on that. Plus, like you foul every time you defend me, like don't foul on every defensive play. Um, but it was like all love at the end, so I think they all like each other. It's just one of those things where it's a teachable moment, I guess. I don't know, but I'm pumped. I'm getting excited for the season. <laughs> Although Zach Lowe ranked them as the third worst, as I think as far as watchable uh, league pass rankings, which I disagree with. I think they're kind of interesting. Atlanta has to be the worst. No, right? they weren't. It was Sacramento. So was Atlanta the second worst? I think Atlanta was I think Atlanta was third worst. Maybe the Magic were fourth worst. I'll have to bring it up. Hold on. It's I always love the art I always love that article every year. Yeah, it's really good. Um Zach does some I mean, we know how informed he is and, and I think he does a good job of kind of relating some X and OE stuff uh to to people that don't like I want to go to a coach's seminar. I always talk about or I always think about it, but I I need to know more about, it's not just terminology, you know, cause I'll admit not playing at that level. There's, there's certain terminology where a guy be like, Oh, 21 or hammer, or, you know, and all these things. And like, I think I know what some of those things are or horns. I know what it is and, and all this stuff. But, um, I think Zach, because he talks, I think he talks to a lot of staff people too. And he, he's better at breaking that stuff down. I think then, um, Really, anybody writing about basketball? You want the bottom not, five right now? Yeah, not that Bob Ryan doesn't know what that stuff is, and then maybe it's just better off to leave it out. Like I worked with this football guy all the time, long time ago, who used to just sh- show off to reference different plays. You'd be like, "Oh, you know, this is these zone dogs, and you know all this stuff," and you're just like, "Shut up!" Like this isn't. You're just doing this to do it, and I don't think Zach does it that way at all. I'm I'm, I'm not comparing him in that sense, but I, I just think Zach does a good job of kind of going, "Hey, this is this thing that they do, and this is how they play this screen." And I think that's I think he's more educated with coaches and actual real stuff like that, X and O and stuff. Certainly more so than I am. I wish I were more educated on that, but because he's um, really plugged, you know, he's not just talking to agents and front office guys all the time. I think he has like a real love for the coaching part of it. Yeah, give me his bottom five. Kings are the worst. Uh, the Cavs are second to worst. Wow. Quite the fall there. An, Tristan Thompson, about, though, still the favorites in the East. How about Tristan Thompson, huh? I mean, is he, I want to do all first team delusional. I mean, he's still making his money, so good for him, I guess, but. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, that's, you don't even believe that, as you said. I don't, I don't like, I don't like when guys on TV say, oh, he's still Max Scott. Well, shut up. Like, so anyway, go ahead. Hawks, go ahead. third worst, Magic, fourth, and then the Grizzlies are. If the worst. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm with you on that. I'm surprised he has him. I find the Grizzlies less interesting, but I think that's his love of Gasol and, and Conley still. Um, Atlanta to me. I mean, you know, this morning I was listening to Get Up as I was driving in, and, and Jalen asked the entire desk, "Can you guys name another Atlanta Hawk?" 
behind me. That's Trey Young and nobody could. That is a great could. question. Nobody could. <laughs> and I was in the car going, oh, wait a minute. You know, because when I'm not in season, and even though it's preseason right now for hoops, like I'm just – the way my mind works is I am I am locked in now to my thing. Like if you ask me a college football question about a quarterback depth chart battle or something, and you ask me the beginning of July in NBA free agency, you'll think I've never watched college football. I just I don't whatever it is, that's the thing I'm locked in. And once they start to overlap, so yeah, I mean I watched some of the Lakers thing on Sunday and I watched a little of Fultz last night, but I don't. I don't really like watching that stuff. I thought that Lakers game was a mess, even though JaVale McGee looks like he's going to be first team all NBA. And Rondo was super aggressive. And, um, even LeBron, I thought LeBron was going to do kind of like one of those, whenever you play pickup hoops with somebody who's really, really good and they know that you're better than every, they know that they are better than everybody else. They do this kind of like, I'm too cool to try hard or do anything and I'm just going to pass and not shoot the whole time. And you're like, come on, dude, you can just play. Uh, I thought LeBron was going to maybe even do that and he didn't. So, but I, I don't know. I can't, it's hard for me. But you know why it's hard for me, Saruti? You know why? I, I just got to get into it. We got to talk about Pat, aka Patrick, aka Showtime Mahomes. Because le- what happened against the Broncos, this whole thing continues. It's nuts. So we know he's 4 0, he's 5 0 as a chief starter. No offense. Shout out Alex Smith. Um, Last night I thought going into it, I go, you know, this is probably a classic spot for him to eventually struggle. Like eventually this dude has to struggle. He's, I know he's not a rookie, but we're, we're talking about somebody that basically, like in a way you go, it feels like a rookie. Okay. Right. Cause it's the first time he's starting. And no, he's not. Uh, coming in, he had thrown for four touchdowns, no picks, six touchdowns, no picks, three touchdowns, no picks. He's run it in for his first time, at least last night. He's completing 65% of his passes, and he's also throwing the ball down the field, so this isn't somebody who's just chucking and has that high completion percentage. Uh, he has 14 touchdowns, zero picks. He has fumbled a couple. Like, if we're trying to find something, his QBR is 90 out of 100. And I thought, you know what, Denver, they're at home, Monday nighter, that crowd, talent on defense. There's a lot of guys that I like on their defense. Like, they'll find a way to to challenge him a little bit, and that's what it looked like in the first half. Cleese. We had a guy come in and tell Van Pelt and I to draft Travis Cleese once, and Van Pelt was, like, losing his mind. So Kelsey's shut out in the first half. Sammy Watkins, who, you know, whatever, he gets hurt. Um, But going into it, you're like, okay, well, Mahomes will probably – like, he's going to have the game where he struggles at some point. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. That's what happens now with these guys. And instead – he has this second half. They put up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He's incredible. And his offensive line that only gave up one sack, I actually think he played great with pressure. He finds way to move like his movement out of the pocket. And I, I tweeted this last night. There are athletes at quarterback that have one read, and then their fault thing is user athleticism when things start breaking down. He runs to throw. He runs to throw. He doesn't run as his escape thing or one read and I'm out. He's, he, he still wants to throw. So now if you're a defense and you're saying, okay, well, how do we handle this guy? Well, let's keep him inside the pocket. We have to keep him inside the pocket. Well, is that, is that what you're doing after last night's game? Because prior to that, you'd probably say, hey, let's get him pressure. Let's get him flushed out. And it doesn't matter because of that. If you've heard this before, his baseball history, which you're going to hear a lot. Um, it's kind of like the Altuve's short thing. Uh, with, with, with Mahomes, He's he's this incredible athlete with this super powerful arm. He's more accurate at the NFL level than I would thought he would be this soon. Apparently, he's already understanding everything he needs to check in and out of at the line of scrimmage, and I don't know if that's all Andy Reid, and then I do fear that everybody's going to think every first-round quarterback is supposed to sit the entire time. But this isn't supposed to happen. And I guess I'll pull this up. Like Right now, 
to say he's going to win the MVP, I guess I'm just expecting that correction. I'm expecting that correction at some point, but you go, okay, he's more accurate than he thought. The deep ball stuff doesn't even matter. As funny as that was in the preseason, that's not who he is. He doesn't, he can do it. He doesn't have to do it. Uh, the defense going in, if you look at the analytics of it, it's not like he's this young quarterback who's being propped up by defense and he's winning games because that happens a lot. We did it with Flacco through his entire playoff career to start off. You go, oh, well, you know, he just wins games. You're like, he's not doing anything. The defense is sick. That's not the case because the Chiefs statistically were 32nd if you look at the defensive, uh, defensive efficiency stuff. And then, let me see, Rossini had it. Rossini's tweet, here it is. Mahomes threw for 192 yards out of the pocket last night. Most passing yards outside of the pocket in the last decade. So, yes, he will have that game where he struggles. Last night going in, I thought, okay, you know what? Eventually he's going to struggle. And it made sense to me that Denver, they had a pretty good game plan. They kept the field short. And it looked like they were going to win this game. And it's second and 30, and he throws it for 23 yards. The left-handed throw to his left, where Vaughn Miller looks like he's taking him out. And it keeps happening. And right now, a kid that had one career start at 23 years old is clearly the MVP of the NFL. And he's going to have the bad game, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I was watching that game last night just being like, can you please just try? I know you're rushing him, but please just attempt to contain and keep him in the pocket because it was almost like they were just every single play letting him just roll out and hit these guys on these massive chunk plays outside the pocket. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't rush or even just have a spire. I didn't do, do something because he was killing you outside the pocket. I guess what you would do now, like that used to be the thing with Vic, is you stay in front, you contain and make him beat you from the pocket because he was an inaccurate quarterback. And that's that's what you did. That's how that's how you defended Vic. The smart teams did at least. And now with Mahomes, like you clearly don't want to just have him have a clean pocket the whole time, but you can't you can't let him run around because it's so hard for the secondary to keep up. And your pass rush that's in this one spot, like really athletic quarterbacks like their athleticism is such an advantage. And I'm not talking about just flat out running like Vic. But it's it's more about like he had a couple plays last night where a guy looked like he was running right at him and Mahomes is totally comfortable. He's like, all right, little step left, and now I'm going to go right, and now I have that clean throwing lane. Like some of those throwing lanes where he's just flushed to his left and he turned back to the middle of the field. And I'm not talking about like the dangerous Sam Darnold opening of his career cross the field stupid pick six play. And how about Sam Darnold's month, huh? I always think. You know, there's stories that we should remind ourselves of to maybe prevent making mistakes. But when LeBron and Melo were rookies and Melo made the playoffs and LeBron didn't, there were actual real conversations. And I've brought this up a million times, but there were real conversations like, is Melo more of a winner? Like, is that, you know, and I mean, it ends up being the most absurd thing ever 15 years later. But imagine if the Darnold thing changes from, remember when he was going to take over New York and the Giants were going to regret Saquon Barkley for a decade plus and Darnold, and now it's like, and look, I'm not even blaming Darnold that much, but what's happening with Darnold after that first week of the Lions, it's what's supposed to happen. Baker looked really good against Oakland. We know what kind of energy he provided the team in that comeback win against the Jets, speaking of Darnold this whole time, but like the Darnold up and down, like I thought Josh Rosen looked really well. I feel like the Cardinals were scared. They didn't even know what they had. It's like, look, you don't have some guy with some beat up arm who's 37 on his fourth franchise like let Rosen try to help you win this game but they coach scared and uh some of these other teams aren't doing it they're accepting that they have these great talented guys and with Mahomes 
I, I mean, last night was just stupid. And, you know, even in the beginning of the year when I was trying to sift through everything going, how real is this Mahomes thing? And I'm watching, I'm like, man, this is super impressive. But he's got all these incredible playmakers and Reed and his staff are doing all these really cool things. And, oh, my gosh, look at this. Only 9% of his completions have actually been contested, which is this super low rate for quarterbacks. So these guys are just running around all over the place wide open. Well, that wasn't the case last night. Like, that guy was making plays with his feet, with his eyes, with his head, with his arms, the whole deal, and he put up 14 on Denver in Denver against a really talented defense and wins on Monday Night Football. So when the bad game happens, the bad game happens, but you then can't say this first month was kind of fluky. And this, I, I guess I'm never this guy. I, I try not to be this guy because I just expect young quarterbacks to fail at some point and fail miserably, and they can still end up being great. But as it stands now, like, I just – I can't. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm blown away by him. When's the last time there was someone who took the league like this by storm, too? Because I was trying to think about this last night, and I don't even think it was Andrew Luck. Because I mean, Luck had success, but not like this. No, and, and I went through it this morning. It's a great question. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, and I, I, and I couldn't really even think of one. Um, I, and, and Luck was probably the closest one that I that I had. I mean, you know, most most guys struggle in their first five starts. Like that's just how it is. Yeah, Luck. Went two and five, and then they ended up making. Remember, they ended up doing really well that season, which blew me away. But he still threw three picks in his first game, and then he threw for two twenty four in his second game, and they beat Minnesota. You know, I don't want to go back through all these standings and go, oh, who was good, who wasn't. Then it was three thirteen. Then it was three sixty two. He had a four three, a four thirty three game in there, um, and he was super pick happy. But other than one bad pick game against New England where New England put 59 points on him, uh, this this isn't the same thing. Cam Newton came out of the gates, threw for 422 and 432 in back-to-back losses, though. Uh, both close losses, field goal loss. Now, it was a touchdown against Arizona at their place, and then Green Bay was a field goal loss at home. But it was two touchdowns, a pick, one touchdown, three picks. So... I remember the Cam freak out when it was 422, 432 those first two weeks. You're like, dude, this is nuts. And then I started looking at best rookie seasons overall. So look at this. I mean, Andrew Luck ended up with 23 touchdowns in his rookie season in 2012. Uh, they lost that wild card game to the Ravens. I couldn't believe that Colts team even made the playoffs. And that's probably where my love for Andrew Luck first started. But he ended up with 23 touchdowns and 18 picks in that rookie year. Mahomes is 14 in a month. And the game is different. I understand that. But, I mean, look at Matt Ryan in 08. He had 16 touchdowns. <laughs> he had 16 touchdowns Total. his rookie year. Total. <laughs> That's Mahomes a, is 14. I going to say, like, in his first, I don't know, six, seven now, starts. Let me, let me double check how many games he started. But I do think, I don't want to, I don't want to. Jinx myself here. Um, Another one I would say is Watson last year, but that just felt different to me. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I kind of feel like that was smoke and mirrors a little bit. Yeah, he and started. I, no disrespect to him because I, I, you know, I, I like him. I think he's good. I just don't think it's not the same as what Mahomes is doing right now. Yeah, Ryan started. Um, he started. <laughs> he started sixteen games that rookie year. So I just wanted to double check that because Marino. You know, they had the best rookie years. Like Roethlisberger played in 14 games. He had 17 TDs. But they, Pittsburgh was different back then. I mean, that's when they were actually still good on defense. RG3, 
because it was 20 touchdowns and it was five picks. We're like, this is incredible. He ran it for 815. He ran it in for seven touchdowns. And then he showed up in the offseason and said, I don't want to run all these plays. And then he blames everybody else for his demise on social media. Uh, Russell Wilson, 26 TDs, 10 picks. But his completion percentage, 64. Like, this is just stupid. Like, I don't... Part of it's statistically the way the game is officiated. Part of it is statistically the way the game is played and, you know, each run feeling like a wasted pass attempt or a chance to throw the football. So that's part of it. But you're right, Saruti. I mean, if you really dig into this, you can call up ESPN research and go, what do we have here that's a comp? Here's an interesting one. Rodgers in 08, his first year starting, 28 and 13. 28 and 13. After yeah, three years on the bench. Oh, see, that's why he's not listed as a rookie. Yeah, right, because he was he would have been in the league for thirty years after Far Fake retired. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a cop for this other than enjoy the hell out of it. It's really cool. It's really special. And as I pointed out, the, the defense usually if there's a young guy that's lighting it up and the team's four and zero and all that stuff, we've never seen stats like this and. You know, I, I just I do lose my mind about wins and losses with quarterbacks a lot of times because you just go, how how can you guys not see what's happening with the game? Which actually proves or, or transitions perfectly into like some of the stuff we saw from this past weekend. Like Andrew Luck, I am worried about. I don't know if the arm strength is there the way I expect it to be there. But then, you know, we look at, at what he did against Houston. The dude was forty to sixty two, four hundred and sixty four yards, four touchdowns. No picks and even ran it a few times. I mean, he was everything to that team and we'll get into the fourth down stuff a little bit later. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't fathom seeing anything like this from, I'm not saying it can't happen in the future, but I just, I don't know. I don't have the comp. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm rambling here a bit and I'm rambling sort of on purpose because that's how blown away I am by him. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you though. There's got to be like, there's a correction coming. Like this isn't this isn't just going to happen for the entire 16 game schedule here. And plus, they're playing Jacksonville next week, so that's going to be awesome. Right, right. No, I I mean the bad game is coming, but it doesn't mean now all of a sudden that this is a fluke. Like it would be like if you were to sit there at the end of the year after week 17, the Chiefs don't make the playoffs, and we go, remember when we all thought Mahomes was going to win the MVP with 12 games 12 games ago? How stupid was that? Yeah, this isn't, what's, what's this the isn't possibility? an Alex Smith deal here. I, as much as I love my guy, like this isn't that. Like this is more real than that. What's the possibility of that happening? That he wins the MVP? That no, that that, or the that other we're way. sitting here going, remember when we all thought Mahomes was incredible? I don't think it's very high. I I mean, he's like he's like what's a number of touchdown passes for an over under here like is it ridiculous to say 35 at this point? Uh, no, I don't think 35 is ridiculous. I mean, between Kelsey, Hill, it was good to see Hunt getting going a little bit. I mean, Hill was pretty pedestrian for him. That's the other thing. I mean, Kelsey did nothing in the first half. Hill was, was a marginal guy. Um, do you want to hear about my fantasy losses last night? No, you don't. Definitely. All right, I'll keep moving on. Speaking of fantasy, Kenyon Drake is the reason why fantasy football can annoy me at times, though. The guy had like a nice half season, and then everybody's like, he's going to get all these carries. And then I would look at fantasy rankings and be like, oh, he's totally a first rounder. And you're like, he is? 
Like, that seems excessive. And now everybody's like, oh, what a huge disappointment. I can't believe I took Kenyon Drake. We're like, I don't know. I think people are idiots about that one. All right, that's Rosillo's Fantasy Minute here on the podcast. Um, yeah, all right. I think I think we have it on, on Mahomes on that one. And Stafford was another one. I mean, Stafford was another one this past weekend where – I had, and a lot of people misunderstood this clearly, or it's super sensitive Lions fans, which is what it might be a little bit more, but I, I tweeted this out. I go classic Matthew Stafford game, 24 30, 307 yards, two touchdowns, a 131 rating L, meaning loss. And more people thought I was ripping Stafford. If you didn't know me and you read that tweet, would you think that I was killing Stafford? No. Well, I guess maybe because I know that you like Stafford, so I was a little it's bit... Too, right, you can't separate. Yeah. It's too real for you and I. <laughs> All right. Um, people are tweeting at me right now, though. Really excited about how... They obviously haven't heard this yet, but the people are like, I hope you're going to ask Saruti about the magic a little bit. Because last week we had like a weird <laughs> deal where you just turned the machines on and left. I had a meeting. Sorry. I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not knocking you on that whole thing. Okay, so... Here's here's kind of where I'm at with all these quarterbacks. And maybe I'll do this fourth down thing a little bit later. Or maybe I won't. It depends on what kind of role I'm on here with this thing. Um, I'm going to just run through it. And then it's going to take a little while, Saruti. But then you just sort of, you know, we'll we'll see how you feel about okay. it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Because you know how I am with these things where I go, I kind of have this idea. I think it's going to work. It's all about the delivery. And... We'll see what happens. Back when I was doing the radio show with Van Pelt and even Cannell and then the 700 other people I co-hosted with towards the end of the run there, whenever we did these pre-show meetings and this is balance of, of doing the right things topic-wise, playing the hits, you know, making sure you're doing stuff that's topical, all that stuff is very true. But then I think sometimes for the audience, probably more selfishly your own sanity, you want to try to figure out ways to talk about the same things but talk about them differently. And that's at the core of what I was always trying to do. That's what I was trying to do. How can I talk about the same stuff, but how can I do this a little bit differently? That's actually my infamous um, Buffalo Bills female coach segment where I said, hey, instead of everybody just going a, a yay parade – I want to ask the question, isn't it crazy that now if anyone were to criticize this, you would get crushed? I am not criticizing it, but I think that part of it's fascinating. That was an interesting way of doing a segment that I did two out of 12 segments for the radio show. And shockingly, proving my point, people got annoyed that I even brought up the topic. So I always like talking about quarterbacks. I said no matter what, and I do it on the podcast all the time, you can't really lose talking about the quarterbacks. And all of us that have these strong opinions, whether it's these tiers of guys, right, the top tier that's maybe four or five or six, depending on how you quantify that thing, all right, and then it's kind of this next group of four or five that certain weeks they feel like they're in that top group, but overall they aren't really that. Maybe it's their resume. I do think Matt Ryan, we look at it a little differently if they had won that Super Bowl against New England, but that, again, wasn't really on him. I think he's terrific. He's another guy that had a monster week this week and a loss that's Stafford, Luck, and Ryan. There's other guys out there, some massive numbers. Um, even Derek Carr that people are sort of down on. Like, Look at some of the numbers that he's put up. So the quarterback position is healthy because I think it's talent. And I think that, you know, I can't ignore the fact that the rules are a little different, but you can't just say that these quarterback numbers are all amazing now just because of the penalties. I don't think that's the case. I think it's the evolution of a bunch of different things. So if you have a thought on, you know, the top, say, six to ten guys, those guys are probably pretty consistent. There's a handful of guys that we know are terrible and you would hate to kick off week one with them being on your team. And then there's this middle group. And depending on how you feel about that guy, whether you're 
you're totally behind him, you think he's great, or you think the media totally overrates him, basically there will be a game that will back your opinion. So if your opinion of a quarterback is such, and you could go either way on it, you're going to have a game at some point within a few weeks that will back your opinion, and you will use that game as evidence. So not necessarily staying in that group because I'm all over the place here, I started thinking about some of these quarterbacks, right? And Sunday was so awesome. Monday night was terrific. The NFL product this past weekend was incredible. And then I started thinking about Dayton because you know you're a guy. Hey, is it time for me to settle down? So Rudy, you ask me that all the time. Do you want to have a family? Is it time for you? And I still think I'm probably a little too selfish about the career stuff to be thinking about that. But then I started thinking about some of the, some of the people that I've hung out with, right? And then I started thinking about quarterbacks again. And then I started thinking about dating again. And it's really weird. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to put together a segment where I'm going to compare current NFL QBs to different girls that you may have or could date. Are you ready for this? I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Mitch Trubisky, what's up with her? Hot. I mean, no (laughs) doubt, right? I mean, like, you think she's hot, and you're excited about it, and then you're just kind of not sure, right? So with Mitch, you're telling your friends, you're like, look, we were out the other night. Mitch looked great. Um, but then, you know, I brought her to a long weekend and she kind of looked terrible in a swimsuit. So I'm not really sure what the deal is. Like, is she, does she not know how to do her own makeup? Do her, do her roommates do it on the other nights? And then you start thinking like, okay, but like, who am I? Like, I live in a weird town, kind of like Denver 10 years ago and they used to call it Menver. So this might be the best that I could do. You know, I'd like to commit, but I just have this feeling like deep down the inconsistency and I don't want to be all about looks here. I don't want to be totally shallow, but week to week with, with her, I don't really know who I'm getting. And I think because there's enough bad weeks that I think I kind of know the answer to this, but it's still early and I'm just really scared. And then one of your buddies is like, do you know her older sister, Blake Bortles? And I'm like, no, I, what? <laughs> and be like, yeah, she, she's the same deal. She, it's her, her older sister is the exact same way, and you think it's bad. Like this buddy of mine that's dated, they live in Jacksonville, and he's like, "Look, Blake's not the hottest girl in town, but it's Jacksonville, and it's like, who am I? Like I'm the one that's in Jacksonville. This isn't like I'm out in Manhattan." Ben Roethlisberger, butterface. Okay, great body, sort of <laughs> thick, low key, not so maybe high key. Not, thick. Yeah, I wouldn't say low yeah. key. Um, but. Look, man, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff if you're dating Roethlisberger. She tells you what to do all the time. She has an opinion on everything. If you're living together and you're thinking about maybe calling in sick to work, she's going to go, I don't think this is a good call, and I think that you should actually go to work today. And you're going to be like, are you serious? You're telling me what I should do with my career? And she's going to be like, yeah. Total hypochondriac, right? And you go to a wedding with Ross Roethlisberger and like you're getting ready in the hotel and she's, you know, laying in bed still watching Bravo and she's complaining about a fever that she says is like a hundred million and her ankles are swollen and you're like putting on the tux. You get a little music going. The phone is in the glass cup from the bathroom setup, and you're kind of feeling a little bit and you're like, are you seriously not going to get ready? And she's just telling you, I don't think I can make it. Like, I don't think that I can make it to this wedding. And you're like, we're already here. We're in the room. These are my friends. This isn't like some wedding. Like, I have to go. This this is like something I've been looking forward to. It's a roommate from college. Like, what can I do for you, Ben? And she says, can you go down to the front desk and grab me some ice packs? 
And you're like, all right, fine. So you go down to the front desk, you grab her the ice packs, you come back to the hotel room, she puts the ice packs on her forehead, she puts them on her swollen ankles, and you're just sitting there and you're kind of stressed. You're going like, dude, I don't want to sit at the table by myself. I don't want an empty chair. I don't want to tell the rest of the wedding party that she's not going to make it. And then guess what? She's like, I'm in. She turns off the TV. She throws on that dress. She puts on the makeup and she shows up to the wedding and she kills it. It goes great. She says all the right things at dinner. She interacts with old people, young people, people she doesn't know, people she does know. There's an after party. She stays up all night with you. She's kill- It's so much fun. And you're going, you know what? This is awesome. Like, despite all the stuff, all the ups and downs, the headaches, it still worked out. And she's really great. And then you make it back to the room. You wake up the next day. You're packing up. You're getting ready to get on the flight. And she says, I don't know if this is going to work out. I'm thinking I should take a break from you. That's Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers, if you're dating her, you're dating an 11, and she knows it. Now, the weird thing about her is that she had this phase where no one paid attention to her. And instead of kind of the she's all that phase where she totally builds up the personality and then just crushes it at the prom. I don't know if that was a prom. I forget the movie. And really what she did is she built up more resentment. She built up resentment that there was, I don't know, three or four years where people weren't really paying attention to her. So, yeah, she has the personality part, but I've always thought this, like, with with people that become attractive later in life, they develop some sort of other personality. They have to develop some of these other social skills because people aren't just paying attention to them because of our shallowness. But with Rogers, she has this combo of being the hottest person in the room, knowing it, a self-confidence. And so, yeah, sometimes it can be arrogance, but it's also kind of payback on the rest of the world for not paying any attention to her the entire time. And maybe she had some older domineering sister that just swallowed up the room while she was kind of finding herself. And the other thing your buddies are going to tell you, you're like, look, if you're dating Aaron Rodgers, you can't be buying her coach tickets. <laughs> like she's, you, if you're going to Cabo with her, it's at least first class because she knows, like she knows the deal. She knows her standing in life. And I've seen her on Instagram, like she's a private jet girl. So if you're, if you can't float the private jet, which is fine because she's with you, like she's made this commitment, but you got to understand she's not going to be going coach middle seat. And the one thing about Rogers that she's going to do to you, there's going to be moments while you're dating and she's going to get in your head and She's going to say, hey, Ryan, I just want you to ask yourself this question. Is Ryan being the best version of Ryan that Ryan can be? And it's going to sting. It's going to sting real bad because she's going to be right. So she's not going to tell you she's not supporting you. But if she doesn't feel like you're giving yourself the best chance to succeed, she's going to call you on it. Andy Dalton. You're dating Andy Dalton. You tell your friends, you like, I could probably do better than this. And they're like, you know what? You probably could. But you know what Andy's not going to do? She's not going to cheat on you. And you can bring her home to mom. She's polite. And, Wholesome. you know, right. And, you know, look, I don't know that anybody, I don't think there's a high population of people that say, you know what I love? Redheads. Uh, I do think there are people that, that love redheads, you know, far and away. I'm, I'm not trying to be racist. Um, shout out to Penn State, redheads. But I think the overall thing with that is he would just sort of go, all right, I know what I have here. It's easy. It's comfortable. It's simple. I could shake it up a little bit. But I don't think, you know, I think she's going to handle all the ups and downs pretty well. And your mom could check her Instagram page and your mom's not going to call you about your girlfriend and go, hey, what's Burning Man? That seems weird. What is that? Sort of like a (laughs) eyes wide shut theme party? 
Like if you're dating Annie Dalton, you're not going to have to worry about her Instagram page. There's going to be pictures of puppies and the throwback to whatever and, and man crush whatever, and it's always going to be you. Then you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, a little older, She's been around the block a little. You may have even dated her in the past, right? And when you start hanging out with her again, you're like, you know what? This is fun. We kind of get each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we're on the same page. In those first few weeks, you're like, why? Like, why is this person still single? Like, yeah, I know she's got some tread on the tires, but this is great. And then after like a few weeks, you go, wait a minute. She's goes, she's using the bathroom with the door open and she dips everything in mayo. Like you're ordering a pizza and she's saying, Hey, hun, just make sure you get a side of mayo. You know how I love to dip the crust in mayo. And you're like, this sucks. Oh my God. Like I totally forgot how bad this can get. You're like, that's why she's not dating anybody and she's been out there for such a long time. That's why I stopped seeing her. And then your buddy calls and says, hey, are you still hanging out with Fitz? You're like, oh, her? No, 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 we're good. Like, it's not, it's amicable, you know, it's not nasty or anything like that. But yeah, I'm just, we're done there. And then your buddy's like, do you mind if I call her? And you're actually like, no, I don't. I don't even care. You can totally date her. And then the guy would be like, you know, do you think you get back together with her? And be like, yeah, fits her. No, nobody. I don't think anybody's ever gotten back together with her like three times. So I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. And then your buddy starts dating her. You totally don't care. He even calls you after a couple of weeks and says, I don't understand what the situation, like what's everybody's holdup with her. She's fits is awesome. You're like, I don't know, dude, just, just give it a few weeks. All right. Flacco. Now in the beginning, when you're dating her, you didn't really put a label on it. You didn't define it. A lot of guys, I love dudes that are friends of mine. Be like, I don't really like labeling things. Be like, oh, so you just want to cheat on your girlfriend. Um, but with Flacco, you just, you were together. There weren't great expectations. And it took a little while. Then it started building. And then you started to define it. And then throughout the entire process, a lot of your friends are debating like, hey, do you think she's the one? And a lot of guys are like, oh, totally. Now there's like, I don't see it, man. I don't, I actually think you guys are overrating her totally. And then you have this run where you go on these trips together and it's like this four week run and you're partying out in San Francisco and you end up on a boat and it's fun. It's not even your boat. It's like a stranger's boat. It's incredible. And then you go, you know what we should do? We should jump on a plane and go to Vail. I've got some free time, had a great quarter. And then you end up at Vail and you're seeing a country show, maybe even Dirks Bentley, and you end up backstage with the band. And it's the most epic night ever. Like you're realizing in the moment, this is going to be a top five night ever. And you're like, why would I have ever doubted Flacco? I love this girl. This is so awesome. And it's so great for this, I don't know, let's say four-week stretch. That that hypnotizes you for a really long time because after that four-week peak, there are years where you're thinking, what happened? Like, why isn't it that good anymore? And you've made some real commitments. Now, I'm not saying you've given her a ring, but maybe you started saving for one, or maybe her name is on some property, or maybe it's just the limited version of this relationship. She's living with you, and you even worked out some sort of equity thing, and that if you kick in towards the mortgage and I ever sell this place, like you can walk away with this much. So there's some real grown-up decisions being made, some big boy stuff. But you're still sitting there thinking, why hasn't this been even close to as it was for those four weeks? Like, am I in love with this person or am I in love with the idea of what this person once was, right? So it's stale. 
She's wearing sweatpants all the time. She may even have some lip hair, and you're not even sure how to you know address that. Be like, look, I still like you, and we're living together. And but what can you do about that lip hair thing? You know, do you tell her friend where you start making lip hair jokes, and then it dawns on her like, oh my god. So that's where you're at, right? And then you meet this other girl at work. You start flirting with her a little bit, and Flacco finds out, and she says, hey. What's this rumor I heard about you having interest in somebody else at work? And you go, look, I don't want to lie to you, but yeah, yeah, there's somebody that I'm talking to. Nothing's happened, but you know, I don't, I don't know if I can keep going on in this direction. And she says, well, that's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I get where you're coming from, but like, I'm offended. And then guess what? She turns back into peak Flacco for like another four weeks. And you think, okay, so wait a minute. It took me having interest in somebody else at work for you to step up your game. And the thing is, is every one of your friends know, hey, he's going to end up dating the younger girl in the future anyway. Chase Daniel, we don't have a lot on her. Off the grid. (laughs) Deleted Facebook in high school. She's got a nice car. There's like one old Twitter account. People aren't even really sure if it's her. The avatar's a cat or a lake, depending on the week. Hasn't been updated. Nobody knows anything about her. Matthew Stafford. Stafford is actually somebody that your buddy would marry. And Stafford would look great, age well, amazing family, great numbers, looks great on paper, and they get divorced, and nobody understands why it didn't work. They're like, what happened there? We're like, I don't know. And to close it out, Kaepernick. Dating Kaepernick would go down this way. You'd be talking to her, to your friends and you'd say, hey, do you guys remember Kaepernick? And they'd be like, yeah, dude, I, I remember her. Because she, who did she date? And your friends would be like, well, she dated, she dated Steve. You'd be like, oh, that's right. Yeah, she did date Steve. Like, how did that go? And some of your friends would go, oh, went awesome. She, she was, they were really good together. And then your other friends would be like, no, they weren't. They were terrible together. They weren't, that wasn't a good relationship. Are you kidding? And you're like, oh, really? Like, does she, what's her story? Like, she hasn't dated anybody in a while, right? And then one of your friends would say, dude, I don't even think she wants to date anybody anymore. Be like, wait a minute, what? She doesn't want to date anyone. And guys would go, no, dude. I don't even think she cares. And then your other group of friends would say, that's insane. Of course she wants to date again. Has anybody even asked her out? Do you know for a fact that anyone's even asked her out? Do you know that? Because you can't say that she doesn't even want to date anybody unless you know for sure that that like anyone's asked her out. I heard she hates men. No, she doesn't. Yeah, dude. Total man hater. Written him off. That's insane. There's no way she just hates men and is completely done with men. Well, look, man, from what I've heard, she's a real man hater. Um, and then other guys would go, no, 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 men hate her. She's a strong female. Strong female opinions won't be backing down to anybody, and people are threatened by that. 
That's why guys haven't dated her. It's not that she's writing everybody off. It's not that she doesn't want to hang with anybody or she doesn't want to have a future with some dude. It's that people assume way too much about her. So I go to my friends. I'm like, well, what if I started dating Kaepernick? And there'd be a group that would go, I think it's great. You have my full support, dude. All right, that sounds pretty good. And then I'd ask that other group of friends. I'd go, what do you guys think? What if I start bringing Kaepernick around? And one of them would say, seriously, dude, if you start dating Kaepernick, we're done as friends. Like, I, I'm not going to hang out with you. Really? You're, I mean, you're, you're, that, you're that strong in your feelings about her that you would stop being my friend if I started dating her and bringing her around. Like, yeah. So now I'm thrown off. I don't know what to do. So I start going on other dates. And then every time I go on another date that goes poorly, I would start thinking, you know who would be great to date is Kaepernick. And then one of my friends would say, she's better than at least half the girls that you've dated in the last couple of years anyway. There you go. <laughs> I think you nailed all of them. What's your, your favorite? My, <laughs> you really seem to like the Chase Daniel one. The Chase Daniel one just caught me off guard because it's it's ridiculous. The best, I think, the most accurate one is Roethlisberger. For I think for sure, Roethlisberger and Dalton are very relatable. Like I would say, I could, yes, that's that's a thing. As soon as you hit Kaepernick, I was like, okay, where's this going? And I think you nailed that too. But I would say Roethlisberger is definitely my favorite one. Roethlisberger is your favorite one. Yeah, because like it's it's a hundred percent him. And there are a hundred percent girls like that that I've had that buddies of mine have dated, and they're awesome at parties, and they're a, they're a blast to be around. But like you just know behind the scenes that it must be awful to just have to deal with, right? Yeah, I you know I haven't dated all of all of uh, you know I I wouldn't like some people listen to that and be like Jesus Priscilla, like well no I mean you know you can figure stuff out. With different friends. I like how you just self-checked yourself a little there where you were like, I've stopped and then went like my buddies have. (laughs) No, their age, that would surprise me if you had dated that many different kinds of women. No, I don't, I mean, if you dated all of those women, like there might be an issue there, but (laughs) I definitely think there's two or three that most guys can be like, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was Jill, that was whoever, blah, 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 blah. And Roethlisberger, I didn't date Roethlisberger though, but I know, I know who Roethlisberger is. Like it's the, but legitimately multiple buddies have dated a Roethlisberger. Yeah, right. I've had, I was trying to do a Brady one and then I realized like if I'm going to do one of the top guys, the Rogers one is funnier because then the Brady one, I was, I was doing it. I was like, this isn't, this isn't really that good. You know what's funny though too about your, your Rogers one is like, do you want to date Rogers? You have to, I think, is the Rogers comp, right? Like, you have to give Rogers whatever he wants. You have to let him say whatever he wants to say because he's Rogers. And if you have that opportunity, like, I, I had to joke. But it might be miserable. His, like, you, I don't, you always, you'd always have to be on your toes. You're never comfortable. Like, you kind of always are like saying, Hey, like, is she, is she better than me? And like, that's an awful relationship to be in. Yeah. Like, let's say in theory, if I, I don't know, I can't even, remember like okay so everybody jokes everybody knows how much i love emma stone but i think it's because i love her personality so much in the movies too you know what i mean is there somebody that's maybe you know on paper more attractive than emma stone i'm sure but whatever like i'm watching maniac i'm kind of digging it i'm in the middle part right now trying to figure it out but she's in it i just love her i love her i have no idea what she's like obviously i would never date emma stone 
But yeah, if you were dating that caliber of person is just like a regular dude. And maybe that's the whole point is that like the guy that can be the regular dude around somebody that's that famous. And you know, maybe if you want to just pick somebody else that's like insanely hot, like that Emily girl that I can never pronounce her last name that was in oh, Gone Rodzikowski Girl. Or yeah, yeah, I mean right, she's yeah. right. Like, can you imagine? She's I think she just got engaged to somebody. But like, can you imagine? Like, Rosillo's out there and he's dating somebody, and it's her. Like, I would I, not that you know I haven't dated somebody that's attractive before, but there's an extra baggage there's a tariff on that that you deal with stuff where you've got to be like if you're an, an equal to her you don't care but if you're not and still can pull off acting like you are equal like that's probably the guy that's able to pull that off um yeah i think that's, that's a pretty rare guy i think they're yeah there's a specific guy that can handle that that can date that person because they want to constantly be first off they want like i know i have a buddy who immediately comes to mind like way out of his league Married this girl, and he's he's happy to just sort of like, hey, this is my wife, and she's smoking hot, and she, you know, like I'm obviously it's, it's obviously way out of my league, but like I get to tell everyone that this is my wife, and that's that's like the most important thing to me in my life. Not that like we're happy together or whatever. Like this is my wife, she's super hot. Like what's up? I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. No, subscribe. he doesn't. He doesn't subscribe, rate, and review. Um, yeah, the best thing that I could ever tell anybody that's younger, and I, I've said this to my brother, is it, you know if you can marry your best friend if you can if you can be yourself all the time that's what'll end up making you the happiest if if you it like 100% you is is what it is and there are um you know i've really only dated like and i like to all right you know what i probably shouldn't do this but um you know i haven't had like serial girlfriends my whole life right i've had long long stretches of of not having you know, the person in your life where you're like around them all the time. I mean, it's actually been a really long time since I've dated anybody where it was like, okay, you are around this other person, um, you know, this much, but there are, there are guys that, I don't know, that would, it would just suck. It would suck so hard to not be yourself all the time and feel like you're putting on the show because you're constantly worried about having her break up with you to have like not forget upper hand to have no moments of where you feel like you're both on the same page or there's an equal power like one person always has a little bit more power in the relationship but it can't be like a hundred zero split and that's what rogers would feel like but then you, every single dude would still do it <laughs> like no no average to above average guy would see the equivalent of aaron rogers the female and go you know that seems like a headache dude i don't want to do that yeah, like, like she breaks up with you, right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but, then you're, but you're not that upset after it's kind of over. You're like, okay, I'm happy it happened, but like that wasn't sustainable. Yeah, there's a couple I've gone into being like, I, I know for a fact I'm going to get dumped on this one. No <laughs> question. No question. I'm going to be told we're good. And you just, as long as you do that, you, you might be, you might be okay. Stafford you know? was, by the way, a sneaky great one too. Because yeah, because Stafford's good. Stafford's good. Love Stafford. Everybody loves Stafford. He's not. You know, he's never been in that top five group and that's okay too. But, you know, when the franchise is a disaster for that long or the lack of talent around luck, although I do worry about luck's arm strength, but I, if somebody can pull off being a really good competitive quarterback in the NFL without peak arm strength anymore, maybe some of it comes back for luck, but I still think luck could do that. But I still think that team stinks. Before we get to the fourth down thing and a quick analogy as we close it out, uh, I want to tell you about hotel tonight. 
I am a fan of Hotel Tonight. I am a user of Hotel Tonight. I've used it when they haven't sponsored anything that I've done because the app is super easy. It's on my phone. And because of the way that I travel, you know, just being out in Penn State and I'm thinking, oh, is there a last minute hotel? Is there something nearby? And usually there are. So that's why it's so great. Um, it's your one-stop shop for booking hotels. It helps you discover cool, top-rated boutique hotels and incredible values. That's the other thing, too, is if you're with the wife, the girlfriend, or whatever, trying to impress Aaron Rodgers, you can just – they have these, like, really cool spots. You know, it's not just the run-of-the-mill places all the time. You can actually book in advance now, uh, which is incredible. The name is Hotel Tonight, but you can actually book in advance or you can just – pick a hotel for tonight. I mean, that's kind of where it started, but this is where it's evolved. It's great whether you're a planner or procrastinator. It's perfect for weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, no long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. The interface on the app is actually really great, too. Hotel Tonight allows you the best deals at the best hotels or, you know, like other places, Here's a million places that we're promoting, and then it takes you three pages sifting through the whole deal to get to something you actually want to stay at. The short profiles of each hotel have all the info that you need and the pictures. So what the rooms really look like is what it's going to look like on your phone and when you check in. Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, where the more you book, the better the deals get. And that happens all the time. It'll be like, hey, Ryan, do you want to use your HT Perks discount on this? I go, yes, I do. So... Download the app, Hotel Tonight, and just tweet at me and let me know how great it went. Just a reminder for everybody, we're going to have some more games from EA Sports to uh, to send out. I don't know if we're going to send them out or do the code thing again, um, but just go ahead and, I don't know. I mean, it, like the subscription numbers, I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty blown away that in eight months of this feed by itself, I guess now nine months, so that's like eight, eight or nine months, uh, we're now only behind Zach Lowe and the fantasy football. Um, fantasy football murders everybody this time of year. But as far as just like solo personality, um, podcast is the number one podcast at ESPN. So downloads per episode. Um, we're, we're killing it. So I, I, I'm actually like, I thought I would do well and I thought Sarita and I had a pretty good plan of, of how we've done this. Some weeks are a little bit more bandaged together than others because of the dynamic of the whole thing and that Saruti's going to produce a radio show with Will every day. But when we saw the most recent numbers come out, we were, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for you here, but I was I was pretty impressed. I was pumped. And so, yeah, maybe that sounds like I'm congratulating myself, but I probably should do it more. No, it's been awesome. So, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, what we got, Madden? We got FIFA? What are we doing? We got Madden. Um, I think I got to get back in touch with my guy because he said something like, hey, do you need games? And I said, yeah, we need games. Are you kidding me? And, um, I don't, I don't know. You know what? Maybe I should, I could have done more prep on this. I did more prep on the uh, quarterback girlfriend thing. So here's the deal. We're going to be giving, we're going to give away some more games. I'd love to figure out a way to get everybody more involved. (laughs) This should be like some sort of, if you refer a friend coupon code, uh, you know, those deals, I always feel bad. Be like, Hey, remember when people first started emailing each other? Rudy will not remember this, but You'd have these friends be like, hey, I know everybody, like, we don't like chain emails, but if you use this link for new AT&T, you can get 20 bucks off. And you're like, yeah, and then you get a $200 check. And people actually used to do that to each other. Millennials would hate that now if you did that. So you can't yeah, do that what? stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how when people first started emailing, which I know seems insane to you, but we would have email loops. So if that was like 20 email addresses, if I then 
got, say, AT&T, new cell phone, blah, 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 blah. And I said, if you can send this promotion to this many emails, you'll get $50 off, $100 gift card, all these different things. And so we had a rule with our buddies. We were like, nobody, actually in hindsight, we should have just done it to each other. Because, you know, I always think it's funny whenever anybody gets an email that they weren't supposed to get and they lose their freaking minds. Like as if looking at an email that you don't want to deal with ruins your entire day. Like it's super easy. If anybody needs a tutorial on how to just delete that, I'll I'll help. Um, but that was kind of something that used to happen all the time. There'd be this promotion. So we had this group of however many guys from college that kept in touch with each other. And I remember one dude was like, hey, do you guys mind taking a look at this AT&T promotion? And everybody just killed him. We might not even be friends with him anymore because of it, now that I think about it. so I, Yeah, I had a buddy that invited. So that, it's funny that you say that because I always see, like, if you go on and buy a T-shirt somewhere, it's like, hey, you know, send this, refer to friends and you get a free T-shirt. And you're like, no, like, who does that? <laughs> so, so that's funny People that do it, that was though. a thing. And yeah. then I had a buddy that one time was like, hey, you know, he texted like a group of us. And it was like, it was a buddy that I had n- kind of lost touch with. So it was weird to hear back from him. And he was like, hey, I kind of got this business opportunity. Like, you know, like I'm having this meeting at my house. Like, here's a time. And he, he kind of texted it to a bunch of my friends. We're like, that's kind of weird. But all right, we'll go hear it out. And it's just like he invited us to a pyramid scheme. And you're like, dude, like, seriously? Like, what are we doing? Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, the pyramids scheme stuff is awesome we had a we had a money pyramid going on uh, my freshman year at, at college and it it freaked i mean it went on for like three or four days i was in vermont and guys were like can you plug us into the saint mike's people and i was calling kids for saint mike's and the thing i was only 18 so i didn't really know any better so i like kicked in my hundred bucks the best scam in all the pyramid stuff is that when the guy who sells you on the position on the block that you're buying will say well dude if you don't if you don't sell out your eight blocks then you get all your money back <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. no you don't no you don't and the thing was crazy like these dudes were hammered one night late they were older guys and i think like on a thursday night they go let's start a money pyramid and they just basically were like all right you eight dudes pay me and he got paid and it, it took off it went on for like four days and you know you're just stupid enough to be like so all i have to do is kick in a hundred to give you and i get 800 later on you're like yeah that's all you have to do dude it's amazing Okay, uh, real quick on fourth downs here. So I've seen a lot of debate about the fourth down plays with Frank Reich in the Colts and Mike Vrabel going for it in fourth down in overtime against the Eagles. Both overtime games, by the way. And I've immediately, when Frank Reich was doing it, I thought it was stupid. And there's a bunch of reasons why I thought it was stupid. The first is, is that they were on their own side of the field. So, Frank has it at fourth and four, at fourth and four with luck, who's, who's lit it up offensively, but there's no balance whatsoever. So we know it's a pass play. Um, fourth and four, but they're at their own 43. And I've heard a lot of people say, well, that, that means that he's going for it. And he said, you know, 10 out of 10 times I would do that. Well, 10 out of 10 times you'd be wrong because your defense is bad. It was even worse in this game because statistically it's kind of in the middle of the pack. It's a little bit better than you probably think with the Colts roster. But the Colts trying to find a way to compete in this game, 14 points in the fourth quarter. As soon as they got it to within a touchdown, they gave up a 54-yard drive and a field goal. They got it to another one-score game. And then after they tied it at 31 in regulation, Okay, with the two-point conversion, so it's 31 apiece, you realize that the Texans, starting at their own 25, moved the ball to 
the Colts 40 in 39 seconds. All right, and there's a reason I'm bringing up all this stuff. So now we're looking at, what, 25 yards. We're looking at 9. So they moved about 35 yards in less than 40 seconds. And again, it was a 59-yard field goal attempt at the Edgar regulation for the Texans trying to win this whole thing. All right, and it didn't work out. But, like, that should have been another sign. That in a very short amount of time, our defense that continues to stink and had given up at that point, like, 450 total yards, can't stop anybody. So the Colts get a field goal. They're up 34-31. The Texans respond with another field goal. They move the ball 60 yards. Okay, They get it all the way down to the 11, and they're not able to get into the end zone. So now at 4th and 4, you know that a team that you have not stopped all day long, and it's actually getting worse, when you need some sort of defensive answer the last four or five possessions, you have not been able to do it. And you're gonna, you're gonna just basically, we're an incompletion away from losing this game because clearly they're gonna be able to move it 10 yards and they're gonna pick up the ball and start at your 43. Okay. That was a bad decision. And now everybody's so anti-tie. And I know Saruti's gonna love this here. I'm not saying I like ties, but let's stop. Like if you were at war and you had a decision where you're sitting there and you could retreat and it's looking like the odds are stacked against you, it's super dangerous. And if you stick around, you're probably going to retreat. Well, you could also run straight at danger if you wanted. And if you got killed, would anybody say, you know what, though? At least we didn't retreat. We know Rye's dead, but at least he went for it. No, that's stupid. And it was dumb for the Colts to do it. And as soon as I say that, a lot of people will be like, well, wait a minute. What about the, what about the Eagles? What about the Eagles and Titans? If you hate Vrabel's call, excuse me, if you hate Frank Reich's call, you have to hate Vrabel's call. No, that's not the way the world works. We're trying to make the world be defined in only two freaking options with everything. It's like being pro-weed, okay? You could be pro-weed. You could use it for medicinal reasons. You could calm yourself down a little bit. Maybe some of that oil stuff for the old joints. You know, I hear about this stuff all the time, but it doesn't also mean that like edibles are sweet and super safe either. So like if you were a guy that was very pro-weed for a bunch of different things, you'd be like, yes, but I'm also because I'm into the medicinal benefits of marijuana. I also think it's really cool that girls are drooling all over themselves at brunch at CU Boulder's campus, okay? So it's it's not exactly the same thing. Whereas with the Titans, yes, it was gutsy for Vrabel to go for it, but I don't really see it as the same dangerous situation. I don't know. Maybe maybe no one no one agrees with me on this one. Um I know they were down. I know if they don't get it, you're going to say, hey, they just were going to lose. But I don't know, man. I, I guess at that point, I'd have to look at it. It was fourth and two at the 32, so he's 39. He's 49. It's a 49-yard field goal that he's passing up. Suckup was two for two at that point. I feel like the two situations are actually different, and I don't think you just get to in any situation. So that means you think if it were fourth and 10 from your own 10, that that would be ballsy too by Reich, and that because he won a Super Bowl as a coordinator with an Eagles team that he was super aggressive about, that like everything's just, no, like some are good and some are bad, and I thought the Colts one was bad. Assess. Well, see, I guess I, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I, I just don't care as much, and I'm not going to crush him as much because I don't think the Colts are any good, and that's not really going to cost him anything. Yeah, it cost him a loss, but... I still think if they get that fourth and five, like, and they end up kicking a field goal, like, the, everyone today is like, oh, look at this guy, Eagles, he learned, and, like, he's an incredible head coach, and he's taking chances, blah, 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 and today we just hate him because it didn't work out. 
at the end of the day, if this was a team that I thought would genuinely be fighting for playoff spots, I'd be like, yeah, you'd probably take the tie. But let's be honest, they're not any good. They're just not good. And I know that they would have been, what, 1-2-1, I think, at that point. And now they're 1-3. and I just don't think at the end of the season it makes that big of a difference. And plus, right? I don't think you can apply that principle. Like, hey, we're not really that good. We're I, week four. We're not, eh, we're not that good. You're right. And maybe they, maybe they finish, you know, and maybe that, that loss cost them a playoff spot. And if so, like, he's going to get, he's going to get crushed even more. But I, he, first year head coach, he has all the, he has all, like, the longest leash in the world. He's not going anywhere. The players all loved it. I'm sure they still do love it in the locker room. So I'm just not going to get that worked up over it. And I just think we pick and choose kind of when we want guys to be bold. And I know that that spot didn't make a ton of sense. But like I said, if they had if they had just completed a hitch route, like we're probably not talking about this, right? Or at least we're not crushing him as much. I, look, no matter what, you know, I, I try to not be only result analysis, right? I've said since the first week it happened when it was the Marshawn play, where, excuse me, Marshawn not being involved when Russell Wilson threw the pick to Malcolm Butler at the end of the Super Bowl against the Pats, that everybody, you know, people are calling it the worst play call in the history of football. And if you go back to time and situation and time and everything they had, they had to, if Lynch had been stopped, they had to throw it once in that sequence of events. They had to throw the football once. Um, so, you know, sometimes, like, it's even the Penn State play. Like, I would have given Trace McSorley a chance with a run-pass option because McSorley is so good with the football in his hands. He's incredible. Penn State losing, you know, I was at the game this past weekend with the Nissan Heisman House, and Ohio State pulls it out. But Ohio State also called the perfect defense against a run play. Like, would anybody be killing Penn State for trying to run the football in fourth down if they converted? I just don't think – I think what happens is people just go like, oh, awesome play call. And yeah, if the Colts convert, my point is this, you're backed up, you're on your own side of the field, and your defense hasn't stopped Houston all day long. And if you don't complete this, you're losing. And if you, you know, if you do complete it, it's not guaranteeing you a win. That's kind of how I feel. I don't know what game prob, I don't know what win probability was there, but, uh, I don't, I actually don't care either. Please continue to subscribe and get your friends to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, again, thank you to everybody that's downloaded, rate, reviewed, and done all you can to support us here. Um, but it's, it's, it's working. It's totally working. And the plan is coming into place. And check out Saruti if you want some good NBA follows and a little Roma talk in there. He doesn't get super political, although you had some weird abortion takes the other day on Twitter. I Whoa. That were weird. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, what's your handle? SJ Saruti. That makes sense. What's up? All right, man. Um, it was good catching up with you. Yeah, man. Anything else? No, nah, I think we're good. Look out for, uh, look out for the EA stuff in the future. We'll send some, we'll, we'll have instructions, uh, with, with how to win stuff. So. Oh, did you do a Smallman, uh, Freeze Pops redo podcast, by the way? Redo pop. What do you mean redo? Do you guys, are you guys doing a weekly podcast? Uh, once every two weeks? Th- I think they do on? it every, she does it every week. I do it every other week. Um, and now there's now there's breaking news. I don't know if you've heard, but Freeze Pops is uh, moving out to St. Louis to be Smallman's producer. Oh my gosh! Huge news. That is huge news. He's the Boston kid is leaving Boston. I have nothing. I have nothing to say. Just leave it at that. Just, yeah, I'm just happy. For <laughs> Check out dude. the post show pod. Yeah, you know, post show pod back in the day. Okay. Uh, by the way, I had a lot of fun with um, the quarterback girlfriend thing. It's something I've written out the last two days. And yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I. I hope people enjoy it. So let everybody know. It's pretty amazing stuff. Thank you.